đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you And welcome to this week episode of Team Cat on my radio today. Happy Friday. Hope you guys are having a great day. And it's almost the end of school. So we have two weeks left of school. So I hope you guys are having fun there, of course. And hope you guys are doing all your assignments and everything. Hope you guys are not actually doing anything crazy over the weekend. So that will be a great thing that everybody's doing. So hopefully you guys are doing that. And of course, um, we know... Because we already know about about what's going on for next week. We have election. Well, I'm gonna tell you guys since some of you guys will know, some guys will not know. But we have elections coming up pretty soon, so I hope you guys can catch up on that. Now I don't know how the ballots will be, how it's gonna voting gonna work. I don't know when. I don't know how it's gonna go. So it's pretty early, but let's we'll see how it goes, right? And of course, I've already made my posters and I've made my papers, flyers, and all freaking stuff. I just need to get my stuff <clears throat> cut out and get ready, but other than that, it will be it will be finished, so it'll be fine. And make sure to do it every Monday and Friday for a regular podcast. All right, let's get into it. So, China charges Taiwanese activist Yang Chi Yuan with "quote unquote" secession. A Taiwanese man held by Chinese authorities for eight months was charged with secession by prosecutors on Tuesday. A move Taipei condemned as rights violations meant to create fears. Beijing has ramped up pressure on on Taiwan, including by arresting several Taiwanese people since President Tsai Ing-wen 2016 election because she regards the island as an independent nation and not part of one China, even though it is not really part of it anyway. Yang Qiyuan was arrested and charged with secession by persecutors in the eastern Chinese city, eastern Chinese city Wenzhou, China's Supreme People's Procuriat um, said. The case is under further processing. The state prosecutor's office added in a post on social media without providing further details. Yang, 33 years old, is a vice chair of a minor political party that advocates for Taiwan's independence. And what he once ran unsuccessfully for the ta- for the Democratic Island's t- Parliament, according to Taiwanese media, the Mainland Affairs Council, Taiwan's top China ma- policy-making body, said Yang was de- has been detained since August last year. Beijing has not responded to repeated calls for his release. It added, "Like I'm not going to do anything about it." The government stresses again that Yang is innocent and urged the Chinese government, the Chinese Communist Party, to release him so he can return to Taiwan as soon as possible. Max it, the Mainland Affairs Council said. Hey, if I'm correct, I should be also be happy. Yep, Affairs Council. The Chinese side arbitrary arrest of Taiwanese people seriously hurts the rights and interests about people and creates fear. The council also urges urge Taiwan's people Taiwanese people to cautiously evaluate the this risk of going to China in light of random violations of personal safety. 
China claims self-ruled Taiwan as part of its territory and has vowed to seize it one day by force if necessary. Amongst the most high-profile arrests was of the democ- democracy activist Li, Li Mingche, who was, who was jailed in, Ta- in China for five years on national security convictions before his release last year. So it can tell. So it can you can see that how it can be is very very fearful, about what's going on. All right, I will even go right now. I don't even want to go there, even for one, even for a visit. It's enough to scare me. So about the title, of course, I just said Hong Kong lawmakers petitioned opposing gay games as prejudice activist says. Of course, it's their rights to do it in Hong Kong anyway. A Hong Kong LGBT plus activist has said that a lawmaker petition opposing the city's co-hosting of the gay games is prejudice, and that associating the events with national security risks is far from the truth. If it was in the United States, it would talk about morals. It would talk things about morals and things like that. Not really national security. It won't, if I ask Republicans that, they'd be like, well, we're not, that's not really inviting national security. It just only talks about morals. So it doesn't really Endangered national security, so we won't say anything about it. Zephyrus, um, Zephyrus Zhang was speaking in response to Legislative Counselor Junius Ho petition, which calls for the national security apparatus to put a stop to Hong Kong's co-hosting the coming event. The government has not officially voiced support for the games. Gay Games is a non-political event, an organization celebrating universal values, including diversity and inclusion, Tang told a Hong Kong Free Press. Ho shared a petition on Friday to protest the November's event. He held once every four years in different host cities, some in the United States, somewhere around any city, maybe Texas, around Dallas, or whatever. I don't know. I never heard about it. I heard about the games. I don't know how the event goes, so it's up to you guys to say anything about it. The Gay Games is an international LGBT-friendly event promoting inclusivity and participation regardless of sexual orientation and gender identity, according to its website. We think the Hong Kong SAR government should not encourage or support the Gay Games such such that people interpret the government as supporting the Gay Games. Even the legislation of gay marriage, the petition reads. Currently, this is un- this is this unhealthy trend is sweeping across the world, and more than three Western countries have, have been eroded by harmful ideological influences. The local authorities have not provided any special provisions or welcomed the games. At the time of the city's successful bid in 2017, then Chief Executive Carrie Lam said that said only that she knew the news. Statutory bodies such as a tourism board, Invest Hong Kong, and Equal Opportunities Commission, or EOC, however, given their backing. <laughs> however, that during the, tw- the protests in 2019, the U.S. has colluded with their quote-unquote agents based locally to incite students to riots, severely undermining the state's stability and prosperity. He did not provide evidence of foreign governments. Even if, he, even if there is not much... It's not really there, except for journalists and stuff like that. So, what would you have evidence? We must think from the perspective of national security and prevent people from using the gay games to once again destroy Hong Kong, he wrote. They've been doing it in Hong Kong before, so why would you think they would do it in such a crazy way like that? Hong Kong Press had reached out to the gay games organizers for comment. Tung said he has reported the petition to his host, Google, 
under the category of promotes hate, violence, or illegal offensive activities. Associating the event with national security threat was far from true, he added. On the contrary, solidarity between people of various age groups, gender, and sexual identities, abilities, and backgrounds would truly bring forth harmony and prosperity for our society, Chang said. It's up to you guys to judge. I won't say, I won't comment on that. The Gay Games organizer said on Twitter to refer to earlier tweets for a response to Ho's petitions. We do not feed attempts by other parties to use our events to for their own ends, their tweet read. The games, which were postponed for a year due to COVID-19, will be co-hosted by Hong Kong and the Mexican city of Guadalajara from November 3rd to to the 11th this year. Hong Kong was initially meant to be a sole host of the event last year, however. The organizers announced that Hong Kong and and Guadalajara would co-host the event together allowing more participants to take part, sh- take part should Hong Kong COVID-19 restrictions remain. The nine-day-long the nine gay games will include a range of sporting events, as well as, as well as art and cultural programs, such as concerts featuring locals and international artists, exib- exhibitions, and Festival Village. Sounds like a good... Okay, that's cool. The diverse program aims to celebrate the richness of LGBTQ plus culture, the gay games organizer said. It was me. I usually come to his, I usually come to his event to actually to actually talk with many of them. During the legislative council meeting two years ago, that was around I think I should say 2020, 2021, I could be wrong, but Ho called the financial gains that Hong Kong would bring in from hosting the event dirty money. Another pro establishment lawmakers, Priscilla Priscilla Lung, I don't know why they messed up. Anyway, Priscilla, Priscilla Lung claimed the gay games was not just a sporting occasion and could create di- uh, divisions in society. Then Chief Executive Carrie Lam said at the time that such comments were regretted and that individuals' members have, been a, have become a bit more emotional in expressing their views. And a, 2000, a 2018 study showed that most Hong Kong support same-sex marriage. By 2020, opposition to LGBTQ rights, uh, plus rights, has reached a record low, with 60% of survey respondents saying they agreed there should be a legal safeguards against discrimination based on sexual orientation in Hong Kong. Of course, if it drops to a record low on on disagreement, then that's good. That's a good thing. There needs to be something. There needs to be something that can be, you know, change wise. But you cannot change everybody's views on that. Re- UK reports on press freedom in Hong Kong, in Hong Kong's caused Jimmy Lai's political prisoner. Of course, city government slams facts, uh, fact twisting inquiry. The Hong Kong government has slammed a report by a UK all-party parliamentary group. That said, Beijing imposed national security law has been used to stifle free free media and target individuals and um, journalists, which has crushed freedom of expression and media pluralism in Hong Kong. The report, titled "Media Freedom in Hong Kong: The Case of Jimmy Lai and Apple Daily," was published by the by the UK All Party Parliamentary Group on um, Hong Kong early this month. 
The group began an inquiry in February into press freedom in Hong Kong and on a national security case against pro-democracy media tycoon Jimmy Lai. Lai has been persecuted under the security law. Sorry, no. And the colonial era sedition law. He faces four charges, including two counts of conspiracy to collude with foreign forces, one count of collusion with foreign forces. I know it's the same thing, but it's a little bit different. There's a different charge otherwise, but one charge linked to alleged seditious publications. His trial will resume September this year. <laughs> Apple Daily, a pro-democracy tabloid founded by, by Live, folded in June 2021. After the arrest of multiple staff members, the media tycoon has been remanded in custody since December 2020 and was sentenced to five years and nine months in jail over a fraud case last December. The UK report urged the British government to treat to treat Lai, whom is described as a political prisoner, as a political priority. This includes applying pressure for his release and, deem, and deeming his current arrest as arbitrary detention, the report reads. The current situation in Hong Kong is glare is a glaring viol is a glaring violation of the joint declaration that was meant to preserve human rights guarantees cherished by the UK by the UK government, the report read. In fact, this has already been an arbitrary detention anyway. The Hong Kong government expressed its rejection and disapproval of the so-called report in the statement published on Tuesday night. The report made quote-unquote twist-finding remarks. Uh, fact-twisting remarks and smeared the national security and smeared the security law under the guise of press freedom. The administration said the Hong Kong SNR government firmly opposes the relevant UK government repeated malicious slander against the national security law and attempts to interfere of interfering in the in Hong Kong's law-based governance and undermining the rule of law of Hong Kong," said a government spokesperson in a statement. With politics overriding the rule of law. <laughs> The so-called report by these politicians is full of fallacious um, uh, remarks. Such attempts to undermine the stability and prosperity of Hong Kong only expose their own weakness and faulty arguments and are doomed to fail. I thought yours also doomed to fail there, Hong Kong. The government also said that freedom of speech and press freedom of the city were protected under the security legislation and the basic law. Indeed, since the implementation of the national security law, the media landscape in Hong Kong has been vibrant as ever, statement read. Hmm, that's questionable, actually. As always, the media can exercise their rights to monitor the Hong Kong SAR government's work. Their freedom of commenting on and criticizing the government's policy, which takes place as a matter of routine, remains uninhibited as long as it's not a violation of the law. What are the violations? I want to ask that question. What are the violations that... You shouldn't be that we shouldn't commit. Unfortunately, this law is so vague; they don't tell us anything. So why, 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 what, why, how? How is it going to be violating any law when you criticize the government? Criticizing the government is something that we have the rights to do. That actually gives them, hey, the government's look at saying, hey, we need to fix something, guys. Let's fix something. Let's fix something. Beijing confirms missing Taiwan publisher. Li Yang-he is under national security investigation. A Taiwanese publisher 
purported missing while visiting Shanghai is under investigation for suspected national security crimes, Chinese authorities said to Wednesday. Li Yanghe, the editor-in-chief of Gusa Publishing, is under investigation by national security organs on suspicion of engaging in activities endangering national security. Zhu Feng Lin, spokeswoman for Beijing's Taiwan Affairs Office, told a press conference. The relevant parties will protect Li's legitimate rights and interests in accordance with the law, she said. Activists and Taiwan-based journalists have raised alarms on Li's disappearance, with dissident, dissident Chinese poet Bei Ling writing, writing in a Facebook post last week that Li was believed to have been secretly detained in Shanghai while on a visit to see, his fam- to see families last month. Li's Gusha Books had published has published books on history and politics critical of China's ruling Communist Party, including the history of alleged Chinese oppression in, in the western region of Xinjiang and a title on Beijing's global propaganda effort. China's broadly war national security law forbids any engagement in separatist activities and subversion, amongst other actions deemed threatening to the state. Chinese authorities have previously jailed Taiwanese democracy activists Democracy activist Li Mingche for five years on national security convictions before his release last year. In 2015, five Hong Kong booksellers offering gossip-filled tomes about Chinese leaders vanished, including one from Thailand, before resurfacing in, ma- resurfacing in mainland custody making quote-unquote confessions. Beijing has ramped up pressure on Taiwan since the 2016 election of President Tsai Ing-wen, who, refer, who regards the island as an independent nation and is not, one part, is not part of one China, including by arresting several Taiwanese nationals. Beijing com- confirmation of Li's detention comes a day after Chinese authorities formally pressed secession charges against, against Taiwanese activist Yang Chi Yuan, Yuan, the uh, leader of a minor political part advocating for Taiwan's for the island's former independence. Chiu Dai-shan, head of the Mainland Affairs Council, Taiwan's top policy-making body on, on China, warned on Wednesday of a long-armed pre- uh, jurisdiction by Beijing. There was a smell of intimidation to, in this, and it shows of suppression by them, Chiu said at a parliament, a parliament session, and that Taiwanese authorities were offering necessary assistance to lead in Yang's family. Local media also quote Chiu as saying that Li's mother, sister, and wife have been warned by Chinese authorities without elaborating. China claims self-rule Taiwan as part of its territory and vowed to seize it one, one day by force necessary. Yeah, like that's gonna work at all. Yeah, they're promoting peace. I mean, yeah, they're promoting peace. I hear that all the time from their own propaganda department. Saying they're promoting peace, saying they're promoting this, they're promoting that. Oh, they're promoting this, they're promoting that. What are they promoting anyway? I don't even think they're promoting democracy or anything whatsoever anyway. Because if they are promoting for democracy, then why why is that even why is that even matter for some people? That's it, simple enough. Why would that matter? Cause they still win they still win either way. How can how can you how can you actually criticize anything? You just don't, of course. Emotional meltdown. Hong Kong Labor Day dem- demo cancelled, as activists say security law prevents disclosing why. 
A planned Labor Day march in Hong Kong has been scrapped after one of its organizers was said to have gone missing for four hours on Wednesday morning. The group attempting to organize the march released a statement on Facebook on Wednesday morning, saying that Joe, one of the organizers and the former chairperson of the defunct pro-democracy coalition, the Hong Kong Confederation Trade Unions, had disappeared from his home and had been unreachable since 7.30 a.m. His family and friends suspected that Wong has, might have been taken by the police for investigation or arrested. They have contacted, lawyer, have contacted lawyers to follow up the statement read. Over four hours later, another organizer and former Hong Kong, Hong Kong Confederation Trade Union members, Denny To, released a statement announcing that Wong has regained his freedom at 11.30 a.m. To claimed that Wong had not been arrested but experienced an emotional breakdown and was under tremendous pressure. To said Wong has has withdrawn the application for the march, which has yet to receive police approval, something that is required for public processions of more than 30 people. Citing Article 63 of the National Security Law, which prohibits the disclosure of information involved in national security cases, To said he was not able to make any further details from public uh, details public from past experience, so that he could imagine what had happened. Wong had made his best effort for, to preserve the rights to assemble. I completely respect, completely respect and support his decision, Toll said in the statement. The police confirmed on Wednesday that they had received the cancellation of the request for the Labor Day for a Labor Day march. A police spokesperson warned that anyone who gathered uh, who gathered unlawfully on Hong Kong Island on May first could be charged with participating in a illegal assembly, which carries a maximum sentence of five years in prison. So I added that they had expected this development when applying for approval to hold this march. This is not a coincidence. The labor rights activist said he expressed hope that Hong Kongers would uphold their beliefs despite any hardships encountering at the moment. The former Hong Kong Confederation Trade Union member cited American historian Timothy Snyder, known for his expertise in authoritarian states and his Facebook post, saying that this setback would not hamper their determination to fight for labor rights. To end his statement with an apology to the public. When asked about Toll's claims during a visit to Beijing on Wednesday, Hong Kong's not, Hong Kong Security, Security Secretary Chris Tong did not clarify whether whether National Security Police and has spoken to Wong and asked the media to inquire with the organizers why their application for the march had been withdrawn. However, he said, if the organizers considered consider themselves incapable of ensuring safety to the public event, canceling the march would be a responsible move. Before the COVID-19 pandemic began in 2020, Hong Kong would see a large-scale labor demonstrations every year with participants from across the political spectrum. This might be pro-democracy or pro-Beijing. They both sometimes do advocate. They both advocate for labor rights, of course. On April on on April 11, Toh and Wong filed an application to march from Victoria Park in Causeway Bay to the central government's office in Admiralty at 3 p.m. on, Mar- on May 1st, with a maximum size of a rally set at 500. However, the two organizers said last Saturday that they had been interrogated by the police by the Hong Kong police about where they got their funding for a proposed demonstration and how they would guard against violent groups hijacking the march, which makes no sense, actually. Hong Kong security chief later criticized Wong until for making quote-unquote irresponsible remarks that played down the safety risk 
of public rallies. I do have urged the police not to exaggerate the risk of demonstrations being hijacked. Meanwhile, the state's director of public prosecution warned that words are weapons, and that those who use their words to incite others to commit an offense would be punished. Both Wong and To were amongst the ex-Hong Kong Confederation Trade Union members, taken by National Security Police to assist an investigation last month, after former chief executive of the Union Coalition's Elizabeth Tong was arrested on suspicion of foreign collusion. The Hong Kong Confederation and Trade Unions announced its decision to disband, citing threats to members' safety in September 2021. There was amongst the 50-odd civil society groups that folded in the wake of the Beijing imposed national security law. With some small-scale public gatherings had recently been granted police approval, they have been subject to stringent measures as at Hong Kong's first authorized protest against against a government policy in about two years. Demonstrators were made to wear number tags and carry their and carry their, their own cordon lines. This is the most that that ra- first rally is probably one of the most strangest and the most awkward freaking rally I've ever seen. This is something that America or any other countries that I know of don't even have that kind of thing. It felt it felt weird to have a own corner line set up for yourself. I found out to be very, very awkward actually. Some people say, Well it's not awkward, at least it's keep yourself safe. What's safe? I wanna know I don't know what the definition of your you mean of safety. Cause if you tell me, well, it's just actually just so that way nothing can happen, no hijackers will come inside. What hijackers? If you ask me now who are the hijackers, I want to know who they are. I don't have an answer for you. Because if it was a if it was hijacked, you need more people to come join in the, the rallies. And if you look at America right now, there's barely any crazy laws that prevent you from doing that. In fact, it would have been a, a horrific violation of the First Amendment. I can guarantee you that. Many people are going to think that that's, that's ridiculous and that's so bogus. I can, you can ask, yeah, we can go, you can ask every single Americans around and say, do you support this? And if they, fi- and then if they find out that's bad, you're screwed. You are incredibly deadly screwed. I can guarantee you you're not. Because it makes, thing is, it makes no sense. And for having a own court in line, just so you can protest, it's just so bogus and so, it's weird. Like I never see rallies over the years of Hong Kong of Hong Kong having rallies, having protests, having whatever. There's no there is the most that's the most strangest rallies I've ever seen or ever reported on Hong Kong on the on my radio podcast. China's Xi Jinping. We're gonna go to something more Ukraine war. We haven't talked about it for quite a while, right? China's Xi Jinping holds a long and meaningful phone call with Ukraine, Ukrainian counterparts Volodymyr Zelensky. Chinese President Xi Jinping, Chinese leader, sorry, I might correct myself, Chinese leader Xi Jinping spoke with his Ukrainian counterparts Volodymyr Zelensky by phone on Wednesday, the first known call between two, the two leaders since the start of the Ukraine's invasion. The nearly one-hour discussion, which reportedly Point inclu- included she's advocating for peace 
negotiations was met with Russia's accusations that Ukraine's that Ukraine was undermining efforts to put the, to put to and fight to end the fighting. Beijing says it is quote unquote neutral in the Ukraine conflict, and she has never con- has never condemned the Russian invasion. But the Chinese leader has come under increased pressure from Western nations to step in and mediate. A twelve point position papers published by China in February, which uh, was seen by many Western governments as skewed toward Russia and a friendly and a friendly Moscow visit by in March by Xi to meet with Russian President Vladimir Putin led to widespread criticism. I had a long and meaningful and meaningful phone call with President Xi Jinping, Zelensky said on Twitter. I believe that this call, as well as an appointment of Ukraine's ambassador to China, will give a meaningful impetus to the development of our bilateral relationship relations, he wrote. Zelensky's spokesman, Sergei Nekoforov, said on Facebook that the two leaders had an almost one-hour-long telephone conversation. Chinese state broadcaster CCTV reported that during the call, which was initiated by Kiev's by Kiev, she told Zelensky that talks and negotiation were the only way out of the war. On the issues of Ukraine, of Ukraine's crisis, China had always stood on the side of peace, and its core positions is to is to promote peace talk peace talks. CCTV's report report she is saying, according to a readout of the call, she has she said China will neither watch the fire from the other side nor add fuel to the fire. Let alone take advantage of the crisis to profit. I got anyone's gonna believe that. When, when dealing with the nuclear issue, all parties concerned should remain calm, and restrained, truly focus on the future and destiny of themselves and all mankind, and jointly manage and control this crisis. She said. China also said it would send a delegation and a special representative of its government to Ukraine with aims of finding political settlement to the conflict. Zelensky has said repeatedly he would be open to talk with China's, with his Chinese counterparts, and Wednesday telephone calls was initiated by the Ukrainian side. Yu Jun from China's foreign ministry told a press conference. But in reactions to Wednesday calls, the Russian foreign ministry said the Ukrainian authorities and their Western miners have already shown their abilities to mess up any peace initiative. Even though they are trying, even though the Ukraine have already tried to. Like you can't let them do it. Moscow has noted the readiness of Chinese sides to make efforts to establish a negotiation process. Washington called the engagement a good thing. That's good. At least it's something that we can try and prove. But you can't always say that China always set aside peace. Look at what happened in the past. You can judge yourself. I mean, that got me there, but at least you can judge for yourself. Now, whether that going uh, that's going to lead to some a, of a meaningful peace movement or a plan or a proposal, I just I just don't think we know that right now. Of course, it's, it's, it's a it's a new thing that they got report, so they have no comment. White House National Security spokesperson spokesman John Kirby told reports. Brussels also welcomed the talks. It is an important, long overdue first step by China in exercising its responsibilities as a member of the UN Security Council, said Commission, Commission spokesman Eric Mammer. France said it encouraged all dialogues 
and that can contribute to a resolution of the conflict, and that is in line with fundamental interest of Kiev in international law," said a French presidential office, as not to be named. February's twelve points paper called for a political settlement to the crisis and portrayed portrayed China as a neutral party, urging the urging the two sides to enter into peace negotiations. Its first point was that the sovereignty, independence, and, and territorial integrity of all countries must be must be effectively upheld. But China has constantly refused to expand upon how that relates to the specifics of the Ukraine war, which was triggered when Moscow's forces invaded their neighbor. In the paper, Beijing calls on, calls on Russia and Ukraine to pursue peace talks. Stating that dialogue and negotiations are the only suit viable solution, the international community should stay committed to the right, to the right approach of promoting talks for peace, help parties to the conflict, open the door to a political settlement as soon as possible, and create conditions and platforms for the resumptions of negotiations. The, pe- the paper reads. The document was met with skepticism from Ukraine from Ukraine allies. With NATO chief Jen Stoltenberg saying Beijing doesn't have much credibility because they have not been able to condemn the illegal invasion of Ukraine. True, they never did. So we expect. Many times pointed to the fact that that she had met with Putin, but not even call, but not even called Zelensky as evidence that China was was not impartial uh, um, observer. It claimed to be. The Chinese leader's Moscow visit doing what she said ties with Russia, was entering a new era. It was viewed as a coup for Putin. I'm sure that Rus- Russian and Chinese co- cooperations has truly unlim- unlimited possibilities and prospects, Putin said following the talk, where he toasted the prosperity of Russia and, and Chinese people and highlighted the special interest of the relationship between the two countries. Putin called the talks with Xi meaningful and frank. And said that Russia has been has been largely cut out of the European market because of sanctions. We'll be able to meet China's growing demands for for energy. Like if that's gonna do anything, and I I expect China to do something. Even then, it's not really gonna do anything anyway. It's not gonna really change anything whatsoever. If it was gonna change, it would have been it would have been something for something better. Right, we're gonna something quick before we move on to the second second half. Hong Kong's happiness correlates with government's popularity, research finds. Hong Kong's happiness correlates with the government's popularity, research conducted by the Pu- Hong Kong Public Opinion Research Institute has found. The pollsters also also found that people's satisfaction with the government's pace of development of, de- of democratic development has dropped by 8 percentage points. The Public Opinion Research Institute compared Hong Kong's state levels of happiness and the government's popularity from, 2020, from 2001 and 2022 found that there is a positive correlation between the two sets of statistics. The Research Center also found that the residents' happiness had greater correlations with the government satisfaction rate when there was a major social event such as during the Umbrella Movement in 2014 and the Extinction Bill protests in 2019. Political scholar Chris Lee said on Wednesday that there was no simple relationship between the government and people's happiness, as satisfaction in the administration could be an impact by uncontrollable factors. The administration might be working hard, 
but could it could still be met with a slumping economy, and people would blame the governments and think it was their fault, Lee said. The Public Opinion Research Institute also conducted a telephone survey earlier this month, for which they called 1,005 Cantonese-speaking residents above above age um, age 18 or above. The research the research center found that residents have a positive set um, net satisfaction rate in four areas in the government work, handling handling relationship with the central governments, improving people's livelihood, maintaining economic prosperity, and protecting human rights and freedom. The only area where the survey found a negative net satisfaction rate was in the government's pace of democratic development. The, P- the Public Opinion Research Institute recorded a minus 14% satisfaction rate in that area, a, an 8 percentage point drop from October last year. Separately, a survey conducted by the city's Mental Health Alliance found that there has been a significant increase in mental health problems since, since, 20, since 2020 amongst Hong Kong's employees. The group found that 40% of the 396 respondents in 2022 said that they had experienced mental health issues in the past 12 months. The survey also found that 15% of the 269 respondents reported experiencing mental health stigma at the workplace. Stigma remains one of the key areas to address in order, in order to facilitate conversations around mental health, to build confidence, to, provi- to provide support, and to encourage people to seek help when they need it, the report read. The two surveys came as the government launched a series of events as part of the Happy Hong Kong campaign as an initiative aimed at boosting morale in the city's economy. The event planned by the administration include food markets and a Hong Kong cinema day, where movie tickets, where movie tickets on Saturday will be $30 each. Legislative Councilor Doreen Kong questioned the effectiveness of the government's scheme, which would boost the economy, on RTK shows on Wednesday. Kong said that people were under great pressure from inf- inflation and higher interest rates, and that she hoped the government could pay more attention to that. If you think tourism and things like that is going to create anything different, it's not going to do. It's not going to do anything to even decrease the amount of that. You're putting, you're making it more, you know, more worse on on that. One final thing, all right. China warns U.S. South Korea against provoking confrontation with North Korea. China warned Washington and Seoul against provoking provoking confrontation with North Korea on Thursday after Joe Biden and his South Korean counterpart said Pyongyang would face the end of its leadership if it uses a nuclear arsenal. All parties should face up to the crux of of the Korean Peninsula issue and play a constructive role in promoting a peaceful settlement of the issues, Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Mao Ning said. She urged against deliberately stirring up tensions, provoking confrontation, and playing up threats. At a summit in Washington, Biden and, and Yoon Suk-yeol make, uh, made clear that if the isolated dictatorship, dictatorship in North Korea attacked the South or the United States, the response would be devastating. The two sides also agreed that the U.S. security shield for South Korea would be strengthened to in the face of nuclear arms North um, North's missile tests. 
Beijing condemned that decision Thursday, saying Washington ignores this regional security, regional security, and insists on explore, ex, um, exploiting the peninsula issue to create to create tension. What the U.S. is doing provokes confrontations between camps, undermines the the un, the nuclear non-proliferation uh, regime and the strategic interests of our nation, countries. Mao said. U.S. moves, she added, aggravate tensions on the peninsula, undermines the re- undermine regional peace and stability, and runs counter to the goals of denuclearization on the on the peninsula. At the same time, North Korea is being belligerent. So what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do about it? Let them do whatever they want. I'm not doing that. But this is up to you guys to judge. I'm just saying what I'm saying is that why would I be bowing down to Beijing anyway? And we'll explain more. And we'll explain more our reports after the break. Welcome back. Chinese Scorpion, Scorpion combat drones encircles Taiwan. A long, long-range Chinese combat drone co- capable of carrying a large weapons payload has has circled Taiwan. The island's defense ministry said Friday, Democratic Taiwan lives under constant threat of a of an attack by Beijing, which views the island's part of its territory. Taiwan Taiwan's defense ministry said it detected it detected thirty eight Chinese aircrafts, including the T, including a TB zero zero one drone, nicknamed the Twin Tailed Scorpion, around the island, uh, between six a.m. Thursday, and and six a.m. on Friday. The drones encircling flight's path saws its cross the median line, an unofficial boundary dividing the Taiwan Strait to the islands south before flying. Cro- Around its east coast and returned to China, a map released by the ministry showed. Local media said it was the first time Taiwan's defense ministry has reported, reported a Chinese military aircraft encircling the island from one end of the median line to another to the other. The ministry said that 19 of the aircrafts have crossed the median line of the Taiwan Strait or entered Taiwan's southwest, southeast, and northeast. Air defense identification zone. The highest numbers of incursions since China ended in three days of war games earlier this month. The TB001 is one of the largest drones in, chi- in China's military arsenal and boosts a military, f- military boosts a flight range of six kilom- of six thousand kilometers, which is about thirty seven hundred miles. China previously deployed drones during the military drills that ended on April. 10th and involved simulating targeted uh, target strikes and a blockade of Taiwan. The war games were were in a response to Taiwan's president, Tsai Ing-wen's visit to the United States, where she met Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy. On the last day of the drills, Beijing sent 54 aircrafts into the islands, into the island's southwestern and southeastern air, de- air defense identification zone. The number, the highest number recorded. And a single day since October 2021. The zone is not the same as Taiwan's territorial airspace and includes a far greater area that overlaps as part of China's own air defense identification zone. And even some of the mainland. On Wednesday, Taiwan's military said it would practice intercepting warships and conduct a Chinese blockade of the islands, including annual war drills in July. This is one of the biggest, biggest fears that is going to happen. So I'm hoping that most of these guys are staying safe. 
And back to Jimmy Lai here. Hong Kong courts should step in when National Security Committee oversteps power, argues lawyer for media tycoon Jimmy Lai. Hong Kong courts has the power and duty to ensure that the Beijing-imposed national security law is properly applied, and to step in when the city's national security committee has overstepped its, its power. A senior barrister for, me, for media tycoon Jimmy Lai argued on Friday. The pro-democracy media chief, who did not appear in court, was represented by senior counsel Robert Pong, as well as barrister Stephen Kwan and Albert Wong in front of chief of Chief Judge of the High Court, Jeremy Poon, at the Court of First Instance. Lies being persecuted under the Beijing Imposed National Security Law and the Colonial Era Sedition Law, Nas- Beijing Imposed National Security Law and the, ba- and the Colonial Era Sedition Law. He stands accused of two counts of conspiracy to collude foreign forces and one count of conspiracy linked to a- and one count of conspiracy linked to a- allegedly seditious publications. Another charge of collusion with foreign forces under the sweeping security legislation has been left on court files, meaning the persecution reserves the right to charge but cannot do so without a judge authorization. The chief judge dealt with an application from Lyons teams for for leave to apply for judicial review on Friday. The application was made against the city's National Security Committee. The decision concerning the admission of King's counsel Timothy Owen as Lyons defense counsel in the National Security trial. Lyons' case sparked a debate on the participation of foreign lawyers not qualified to practice in Hong Kong in the city's national security cases. The court, for instance, granted an application to admit, to admit Owen as Lyons' represent, uh, representative in October last year, despite objections from the Bar Council and the Department of Justice. The government had three subsequent attempts to bar, to bar the King's counsel from the trial were thrown out by the High Court by the Court of Appeal and Court of Final Appeal. And of course, following the defeat at, at the High Court, at the Top Court, Chief Secretary John Lee invited Beijing to intervene on the matter, even though it belongs to only what Hong Kong should handle. The top decision making body of the Chinese legislature, the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress, or MP, MPCSC, passed an interpretation of the National Security Law last December following Lee's invitation. The National, the National People's Congress Standing Committee did not rule definitely on whether overseas lawyers could participate in the national security case in Hong Kong. Instead, the decision stipulated that the city's courts have to request certification from the chief executive on whether the admission of the overseas counsel in such cases would involve national security. The court first obtained certification from the chief executive, then the Committee for Safeguard National Security have to step in, according to the MPCSC decision. Judicial reviewers are concerned by the court first instance and examine the decision-making processes of administrative bodies. Issues under review must be shown to affect the wider public interest. Lai's team filed the legal bid after they said the committee had ruled the admission of Owen would harm national security and had advised the Immigration Department to reject any new visas application for the King's Council. What douche. Pong said on Friday that while it was within the committee's pre- uh, preview of t- to determine whether the the admission of overseas counsel would involve national security. If the court did not request certification, the committee has overstepped its power by advising the immigration department. The senior counsel argued that the national security committee 
should have should have left it to the court to decide whether Owen should be allowed to serve as a defense counsel in Lai's case. Ex Justice Minister Minsky Yuan, represent the National Security Committee, the Director of Immigration, and the Secretary for Justice on Friday. He said that not only did the committee did not overstep its power, but the court also lacks jurisdiction jurisdiction to handle challenges against the committee's decision. Inside the, the National People's Congress Standing Committee decision, which it reiterated that under the sweeping security legislation, decision made by the committee shall not shall not be subject to judicial review. And would you also know Rinsky Yuan is also the member of the Guangdong, Guangdong Committee for the National P- for the, Chi- the CPPCC, Chinese People's Consultant Conference. So it means he has a sum under the communist rule. Pang, on the other hand, said that the court has the power and duty to ensure that the, na- the security law was properly applied and that, and that it had jurisdiction to handle challenges against the committee's decision when the committee has overstepped its powers. A critical principle of the rule of law is that a body, organ, or government de- uh, department cannot exceed the power that was granted to it, whether by local statute, uh, statute or by a national security law, Law Pong said. Lai's representative went on further to say that following the government's logic, the committee can, cannot, cannot be challenged, even when it was obvious that it was acting in access of prescribed powers. The National Security Committee one day, uh, one day could decide that anyone in this room is a threat to national security and should be locked up for the rest of his life. And according to the logic of Yuan, the court cannot step in, said Pang. And that people would be, would be saying goodbye to a considerable part of the rule of law if the government's logic was right. Yuan object to Pang's arguments. An example said that Hong Kong's courts only had jurisdiction to handle with cases involving offenses concerning national security, but not the challenges against the national Secur- against the security com- uh, committee. The ex justice minister also said that in some circumstances, the executive was in a better position than the judiciary to decide on security on national security matters. Yet added that. Because information on the National Security Committee's work cannot be disclosed, the court will not be able to deal with the challenges against the committee's decision. Yun urged the court to reject the media tycoon's legal bids as soon as possible, and cited a former judge as saying the public authority should not be, should, um, should not be having the threats of judicial review hanging over their heads. Putin followed the submission from both parties. He said he will hand out a decision within a month. The High Court is scheduled to handle another application for, media, for the media tycoon to halt the trial next Tuesday. The media tycoon who was sentenced to five years and nine months in prison over a fraud case in December last year had been detained for over two years. He's going to be in there for the, almost like too long already. I don't know why would that be a good idea for them anyway. Oh, what else? Okay. Greenpeace. This is basically about um environment, artificial island proposal, whatever the case may be. This is something that needs to be reported. Greenpeace slams Hong Kong's government for misleading public consultation result on artificial islands proposals. Greenpeace has slammed the government the Hong Kong government for attempting to mislead people by claiming the majority of residents who took part in a public consultation 
support the administration's artificial islands proposal. The Development Bureau uh, published the results from the first stage of its public consultation on Akai Child's artificial island, formerly known as Land Tatamara Vision, on Thursday. The huge reclamation, uh, reclamation plan is expected to cost at least $580 billion. Researchers estimate it could have incalculable ecological impact. The government said it had received around $7,800 responses, 70, not dollars, sorry, around 7,800 responses during the consultation period, among which around 60% expressed support for the project. Those supporting the project are thought it could help and thought it could help increase land supply, and the design had taken the environment and the feasibility of the constructions into account, the Bureau said. Around 25% of the 7,800 responses object to the plan, according to the government, not to the individual itself, the government. They were mainly concerned about the artificial island impact on environment and public finances. The team received many positive and constructive opinions in a three-hour briefing session that held, the Bureau said. The team also read around 180 news articles and comments about the project. Amongst the 110 art pieces, that's what the stance, around 60% support the pr- proposals, the government said. Those objecting the plan were concerned about factors including cost controls, as well as the impact of uh, the impact the uh, as well as the impact the proposed project would have on public finances. Lantau Tomorrow Vision was a landmark development scheme announced by then-Chief Executive Carrie Lam. After she expanded a proposal first brought up by her predecessor, C.Y. Lung. Known as a Kaui Child's Artificial Island project, the government said that the rec- uh, reclaimed site would operate as a central business district, as was providing 210,000 homes. Like, if that's going to do anything. Green- Greenpeace slammed the government for attempting to mislead citizens, and said that the results were tr- truly representative. Chen Haxian of Greenpeace criticized the scale of the public consultation on Thursday, as well as the level of public participation. By, sneak- by sneakily starting the public consultation for Atlanta tomorrow, setting a, premise- a premises of how to do it, a focusing on meetings with professional groups or government-appointed committees had led to a small-scale public consultation with a small number of participants. That lacked representation, Chad said. And I agree. Many people aren't going to support it anyway. It made people suspect the government is using the public consultation to pave the way to push Lantau Tamal forward forcefully. Journalism scholar Francis Lee said, said on Thursday that while the responses collected by the government were worth looking into, to, the proportion of support did not represent the public opinion. Estimating responses required residents' active participation. A, a previous survey conducted by the Hong Kong Public Opinions Research Institute found that 98% of respondents said they did not take part in the public consultation on the, on the artificial island proposal. Among them, 20% said they did not know where they don't know there were, there has been a public consultation, and 23% said they have not known 
how to take part in the in the consultation. So how to how the warders was know about it. Greenpeace said that of the thirty three briefing sessions organized by the government, thirty two were for professional groups, business organizations, developers, or official consultation groups with no participation from the no with no participation from the general public. According to j- previous large scale government development plans, even though they were less than half of Lantown's tomorrow's scale, the numbers of responses collected during the public consultation period could be easily be tens of thousands, the group said. The group urged the government to explore other development alternatives, including utilizing Brownsville sites in the city. Hong Kong Congress Press had to reach out to the Development Bureau for comments. Yeah, like they're gonna say anything whatsoever. I wouldn't be surprised if they're being silent about it. How about if I tell them? How about if they're being silent and they're not allowed to speak about that? I won't. I wouldn't be surprised about that. China slams UN experts' "quote unquote" unfounded concerns over Tibet's forced labor. So we talk about U- um, Uyghurs forced labor. We're gonna go into Tibet. We haven't talked about Tibet for quite a while. China's accused a panel of UN experts of making unfounded claims. Friday, after they accused Beijing of, force, of forcing hundreds of thousands of Tibetans into programs that threatened their cultural identity and could lead to forced labor. The panel of six, of six UN special uh, rapporteurs voiced concerns in a statement on Thursday that so-called, that so-called vocational training and labor transfer, transfer programs in, in China were being used as a pretext to undermine Tibetan religious, linguistic, and cultural identity, and to monitor and indoctrinate, indoctrinate Tibetans. Beijing hits back, insisting the Tibet, Tibet regions enjoy social stability, economic development, ethnic unity, religious harmony, and people live and work, work in peace. The alleged concerns of special mechanisms experts are completely unfounded, Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Mao Ning said. We urge these experts to respect the basic facts, she said, warning the raptors not to become a tool or appliance of anti-China's forces. Thursday's statement was signed by the special raptors uh, reporters on contemporary slavery, people trafficking, contemporary racism, cultural rights, minority issues, and the rights to development. Hundreds of thousands of Tibetans have reportedly been transferred from their traditional rural rural lives to low-skill and low-paid unemployment since 2015 through a program described as voluntary. But in practice, their participation has reportedly been coerced, they said. The panel said the labor transfer programs was facilitated by a network of vocational training centers, which focused less on developing professional skills and more cultural and political indoctrination in a militarized environment. Special reporters are, are mandated by the UN's Human Rights Council, but are unpaid independent Bonpaid independent expert who did not speak for the United Nations. The report, the expert urged Beijing to clarify how Tibetans could opt out the program and to monitor their working conditions in a new place of employment. Tibet has alternated over the centuries between independence and control by China, which set it quote unquote peacefully liberated 
and the rugged plateau in 1951 and brought infrastructures and education to the previous underdeveloped, underdeveloped region. But many exiled Tibetans accused China of ruling communist part of oppression, torture, and eroding the culture. Basically forcing, basically in the way, it's basically forcing them not to learn about the culture. Not, learn, not just learning, but maintaining the culture of their Tibetan ways. And it makes it, you know, it makes it really, really hard to even anyone to even have their own, you know, culture. It's like imagining, it's like imagining, I don't know, Canada. Let's say Canada. I'm just saying an example. Telling the United States they can't learn about this, they can't learn about that. Back to Hong Kong. Hong Kong woman jailed for four months over seditious Twitter and Facebook posts. A Hong Kong woman has been jailed for four months after she admitted to making more than 60 social media posts that were deemed to be seditious under the colonial era's crimes ordinance. Defense Lao Orwa, 40 years old, was put behind bars on Thursday after she pleaded guilty before Principal Magistrate Peter Law to the charge of doing an act or acts with seditious intentions, the local media report. The homemaker was said to have published 65 statements on Twitter and Facebook between June 6, 2022 and March 28th this year that aims to bring into hatred or contempt or to excite disaffection against the Hong Kong and central governments, incite violence and counsel disobedience to law, amongst other intentions. According to local media, the contents in question target the Chinese Communist Party include the popular 2019 protest slogan, Liberate Hong Kong, Revolution of Our Times, which a local court declared in July 2021 as being capable of inciting others to commit secession, which I found out to be, which I found out to be nonsense. Defense, who was arrested last month, also shared an image of Hong Kong's flag in black and white, known as known as the Black Bonnie flag, and called a pro- and called a protest song "Glory to Hong Kong." The National Anti-Hong Kong News reports read. In her mediation plea at the Wednesday Kowloon Magistrates Courts, the defense said the act, the accused was a single mother who was ra- who was raising four children on her own. She was remorseful and wanted to return home as soon as possible to take care of her youngest son, aged 12. The 12-year-old was unable to visit his mother in detention after she was denied bail. Also penned a letter to, to court asking the magistrate to not to let her, my mother come home, local me report. When handed down the sentence, the principal magistrate said the defense had a plan inside the emotions of others and the defense period lasts for 10 months. Those who share similar views as the defense may be simulated by the posing question, which may in turn plant, plant threats in the city. But taking into account that the scale of the defense was small and the defense had limited influence, <coughs> the court decided to impose a lower starting point for sentencing. The principal magistrate did not offer any sentence reductions based on the homemaker, homemaker's plea that she had to care for her family. She was eventually handed a four-month jail term. When she has a family, when it's just only a freedom of speech, I mean, they can interpret any way you want, but the government's just always interpreting one thing, one thing only, and never be multiple things. Which sounds like they're trying, they're over-controlling every single thing of what they're trying to say. Which makes it worse, because you can't do anything other, you can't oppose it anyway. Anyway. 
Hong Kong students were jailed at, under security law for a chance of taking appeal to top court. A Hong Kong university student who was convicted under the national security law and denied a jail term reduction despite pleading guilty had moved one step closer to appealing his sentence at the city's top court. Well, Louis Sayu, now 26, was granted a certificate to apply for a, for a leave to appeal on, on Thursday by the high court. Local media report. With the certificate, he will be able to seek permission to challenge the sentence before the court of final appeal. Louis' appeal sent of effort centers around the court backpedaling on giving him a one-third jail term reduction despite his guilty plea. Normally, sentences are shortened by a third, by a third when a defendant admits to committing the offense. While delivering the sentence, ju- district judge, district court judge Amanda Woodcock said his his offense was a serious, quote-unquote, serious nature, therefore warranting a sentence be, of between five and ten years per text of national security law. She initially took a starting point of five years and six months, but considering his plea took one-third of a jail term, of a jail term, took one-third off the jail term to arrive at three years and eight months. The prosecution then argued that given the offense was deemed serious, the sentence should not be should not fall below the maximum of five years. Woodcock walked back the, rich, the original sentence to deliver a jail term of five years. What bastard! In a written judgment handed down on Thursday, the High Court judge judges identified two points of law to be discussed in Lloyd's case. The first, the first examined examine what the proper constructions of the sentence provision is in Article 21, which states that if the offense committed is of serious nature, the person shall shall be sentenced to a fixed fixed term imprisonment of not less than five years, but no more than ten years. The judgment also raised this raised this, uh, raised the, has said this raised the questions of whether the stipulation of not less than five years fixed term imprisonment is mandatory. The second point of law identified involved Article 33, which lays out three situations in which a lot of penalty may be imposed. The situation are if the person has voluntarily halting the committing of the offense, voluntary surrenders, or if they report on an offense committed by someone else. The court should consider if these three conditions were exhaustive and if the and if it w- and if it was permissible to reduce a sentence on account of other mitigating factors. This is Lloyd's second attempt to challenge the sentence. In October, he appeared before the panel of judges at the High Court to seek a leave to appeal. The court dismissed his application. Local sentencing laws on mitigation can be applied only if they, if they, they do not compromise the primary purpose of the national security law, the court ruled. And that the purpose was to prevent, suppress, and impose punishment for national security offenses. Of course, he was denied bail and had already spent around 19 months in detention since his arrest. There's no such thing as freedom in Hong Kong, as we all now, as we all now know. Japan's voice concerned after after Hong Kong's student arrested over speech while abroad, Beijing blast in, intervention. A top Japanese official has said the arrest of a student of a Hong Kong student 
under the city's national national security law undermines people's trust in the one country two systems. After she she allegedly posted pro independence messages online while in, while in Japan, Beijing's office in the city hit back, saying the chief cabinet secretary Hirokazu Masuno inverts wrong rights and wrong. Last week, Japanese media reported that Hong Kong police arrested a 23-year-old student in March for allegedly inciting secession under the Beijing Imposed National Security Law. The student was reportedly published social media posts while she was saying Japan. She did in Japan, not in Hong Kong, not anywhere else. We demand that the freedom of speech and press be protected in Hong Kong, China, and we will continue to work closely with the international community to strongly urge the Chinese side. The Japanese minister Masuno said at a Wednesday press briefing, according to Sankei Shimbum. Addressing the students, the students' case, Masuno said uh, that the various moves by the Hong Kong authorities, such as the arrest of people related to the pro-democracy camp, undermines the trust of the one country, two system. The security law applies to the permanent residents and non-residents, as well as those outside of, of Hong Kong. In response, China's Office of Commissioner of the Foreign Ministry of the, for, of the Foreign, of Foreign Ministry in Hong Kong said in Thursday, in Thursday statement that the China, Japanese official publicly inverts rights and wrong over Hong Kong national security law with, with his speech. What are they then? The strict laws enforcement by the Hong Kong police was entirely in line with legal requirements, their lawful duties, and, and legal procedures. It was a righteous act of safeguarding Hong Kong rule of law and social order. Any finger pointing by foreign by foreign forces would be intolerable, the spokesperson of the Beijing office said in a statement. The spokesperson also urged Japan to immediately stop intervening the internal affairs of Hong Kong and China with whatever reasons. Multiple out- Japanese outlets, including NHK, Gigi Press, and Ashihi Shimbun, Besides sources last Thursday saying that the woman has been arrested, the analyst said the case marked the first time the Hong Kong national security law had been enforced in connections with Japanese on with acts on Japanese soil. Gigi Press reported that the student w- was arrested in early March when she was on a temporary trip back to Hong Kong to renew her ID card. Her ID card. The messages in question were Facebook posts that were published around two years ago. Japanese, the Hong Kong police announced the arrest on March 9th and said the woman was suspected of a science secession. She was later bailed on a day later and will report to the police in mid-May. According to Japanese media, she had to hand over, hand over her passport to the police and therefore could not return to Japan. Tomoko Ako, a professor at the University of Tokyo, first published details of the arrest in an op-ed on April 13th. The scholar urged the student's university to ensure her studies would not be interrupted by providing her with online teaching. She also, war- she also warned that freedom of speech in Japan could shrink if similar incidents continue to happen. I don't know why people doing in Japan knows in fact that they ha- Japan has the rights for you to do it. And the government doesn't understand that. They still suppress them nonetheless. Hong Kong courts slammed vigilantism, um, vigilantism after increasing jail term for protesters who beat taxi driver. Hong Kong courts of appeal have said that people who welded vigilant justice against a taxi driver 
whose vehicle hit a crowd during the tw- during the 2019 protest acts in a, um, a lawless manner. The act was was even more serious than assaulting a riot police officers. The court ruled as it jailed a man who beats the driver for an extra, for an extra 13 months. Judge Derek Pong, Maggie Puna, and Sia Pong ruled in favor of the prosecution last month and extended jail time for 34-year-old Chen Jilun from three years to 49 months. The reason of the judgment will publish on Thursday. Chung had pled guilty in May last year for taking part in a riot and breaching the city's protest mass ban. A surcharge of wounding with intent against him was stored in court's file. Local media said Chung has completed his sentence. Has said that Chern has completed his sentence on July 20th this year if his jail term has not been extended. According to the case, to the case details, a taxi driven by a man surnamed Chang faced a protester's roadblock in Sham, in Sham Shui Po on October 6, 2019. About 200 and 300 people wearing, wearing black clothes and masks common tied up the pro-democracy protesters during the 2019 protest were on the scene. Some crowds some of the crowds damaged Chung's vehicles with umbrellas and iron rods, which at, with at least three climbing into the vehicle to hit the drivers with a sharpening iron rods. That caused the driver, the victim, to lose control over the taxi, which then rammed onto the pavement and hit two women. The case details reads: the driver was then dragged out of the taxi and beaten up by at least twenty masked people. The friends admitted that he was among the attacker and that he had trampled towards. Changed his direction and twice swung a long, stiff objects at the driver's upper body. In a, ju- in a Thursday judgment, the panel of three judges said the initial sentence handed down by the district by district judge Clement Lee was obviously too light, and the lower judge had made errors of principle. The higher court said Lee did not take in, take into account the characterization of vigilantism, and the case to the crowds did not. Take the priority in taking care of the two injured female passerby, but swarmed up and dragged the victims out of the taxi to beat him. They even ignored that the victims suffered head injuries, was covered in blood, and had fallen to the ground and continued with the assault. The three judges wrote that the crowd vented their anger against the driver and and committed lawless, um, lawless acts of hate, bullying, intimidation, and silencing against him. They said Judge Lee overlooked that that the people involved in the case carried vigilant justice against those with a different background or stance. And to a certain extent, it would be more serious than resisting the assault police officers wearing riot gear. Additionally, the original judge should have ruled that the riot in question was a pre-planned to a certain degree, and the fans' actions against the driver was del- were deliberate, the panel judge says. At the as, as a result, the higher court sets this new starting point for Chun's jail term of six and a half years after giving the defense uh, a a one third discount for his guilty plea, and after and a three months deduction resulting from the sentence review, the final sentence was at forty nine months of imprisonment. Crazy, and one final report for today. Hope it's enough for today. Jesus. Alright, we're gonna go this quickly, okay? Bereaved family of Hong Kong students says school failed to address year-long bullying. Year-long bullying urged government's action. A Hong Kong secondary secondary school student stands accused of downplaying a bullying case that allegedly led to a student suicide in February. 
the be, um, bereaved family of the 16-year-old urged the education authorities to look into school bullying and prevent a similar tragedy from happening again. During a press conference on Thursday, the family alleged that a classmate of their sons had bullied, had bullied a Form a form 4 student, surnamed Se, by cutting, by cutting his uniform with scissors, falsely accusing him of having autism and demanding money from him. The incidents were said to have continued since both were in primary school. Se's mother made a complaint to the primary school to the primary school when she realized the uniform was ripped but decided not to call the police after the classmate apologized to her stu- to her son. The two the two students were later admitted to the same school secondary school, the Hong Kong Chinese Women's Club from uh from Yu King's Memorial Secondary School. On February 14, 2023, Seth told his mother that the classmate who had bullied him before had suggested to another student that Se should be expelled because of autism. The student mother recalled. Miss Che then sent messages to Se's teachers at around 7 p.m. that evening to discuss the issue. However, around 9 p.m. that evening, a security guard called the police as the body of Se was found near Mingyu's house in Chateng. He confirmed that he confirmed he was confirmed dead at the scene, with, this, with no suicide note found, according to the police. His death had torn apart the hearts of his parents, and of and of his grandpa too. Says grandpa has a stroke due to a fall after he heard the news. He had passed away as well. His parents said, said and that the series of disheartening events was a heavy blow. The family said no follow no follow up investigation on disciplinary hearing was launched regarding the bullying claims. The alleged bullying was left unpunished, they added. We strongly condemn the school for handling this bullying case with indifference. And we demand an apology from the school. The bully and the bully's parents, says parents, says families said. They also urged the Education Bureau and the government to take 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 bullying issues seriously in order to prevent a repeat of such incident. The secondary school issued a statement on Thursday expressing their condolences over the students' death. It claimed that while the students had maintained had maintained good communication with their parents, it never received any bullying complaints from their families until the night of the tragedy. The teachers who received the complaint on the night in question immediately promised to investigate and provide counseling for the students. While they told the parents that the school has zero tolerance toward stances toward bullying, they would read, <laughs> yeah, right. The school would provide appropriate emotional support and counseling services to its students and will overcome this challenging time together, the school said. The Education Bureau said in a reply to Hong Kong Free Press that it would be inappropriate for the Bureau to 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 comment on individual cases as the police have begun an investigation. (laughs) However, it added that the the school immediately deployed a task force to follow up on the incident. While they're arranging, f- while arranging for a an educational psycho psychologist and social workers to support students in needs, the education authorities also also say that the, they had implemented multiple tro- multiple policies to prevent and to prevent and address bullying in bullying in schools. These policies include activities aiming at cultivating positive values and empathy in students. In its reply to Hong Kong Free Press, the police said no evidence so far had proven that the case involved any criminal offense. However, the forces said they have been taking the case very seriously and conducting a thorough investigation. Once the investigation is completed, 
is complete, the police will submit the investigation report to the coroner the court for the coroner to consider the deter- and determine whether an inquest should be should be held. This is something that teachers should focus on. This is something that they should at least pay attention on. Otherwise, it's going to create one of the worst... Bo- otherwise, it's going to spread. And once it spreads, it gets worse over time. And I'm hoping the school can actually address that. And I'll be pretty happy if they do. And also, thank you. And so what do you think? Should, should that happen? Or simply, they should take the blame for everything. And thank you for just your opinion for that. But thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoy this podcast, make sure to join every Monday and Friday for our podcast. Because we know elections coming up, and also school com- is about to end pretty soon, at least for the spring semester. But and uh, and make sure to get ready for your final exam. I'm pretty sure everybody's not gonna be happy about it, but you have to do it anyway. And that's it for today. And we'll talk more next time. This is Team Cal, my radio signing out. Hope you guys have a great. At host my radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. At host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.